You know how when you were a kid growing up and they had perfect attendance awards? There was like 20, 25 sometimes kids in a school. I couldn't even believe they had they had it this year with COVID. But there was two. <laughs> That's impressive. I was impressed. I was one of those kids. But okay, my so parents, was I. Because my parents but were this like, was COVID you better yet. be dying yes. to not yeah. go to school. But it was near yeah. impossible to have no, perfect no, attendance. For sure. No, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, I, I can't would, believe there was two. I remember one time I like threw up and my I was like, nope, like, we're still we going to school today. COVID. You're going to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my parents would have been like, are you dying? Nope. Well, that the thing for me was uh, no sports if you didn't go to school. Mm. So uh, I was like, see, oh, yeah. I like that parenting style. Mm-hmm. Put it on them. <laughs> it was yeah. like, yeah. I, and you had that kid <laughs> thing where you didn't you didn't have the context. Like, I just remember thinking, like, how come all my friends stay home from school all the time? And I don't. I didn't. I never, like, thought about yeah. how we're talking now. I was just like, that's weird. And then moved on. <laughs> <laughs> Leah's already thought it through. Young She's like, my peers stay home because they're anxious. Their moms Aww. let them, and my mom doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like a little anxious today. Push through. <laughs> yeah, I'm a very yeah. like. Yeah. We're not going to go it's there healthy. too much. You talk it's about healthy. it, da, yeah. da, da, but I'm not going to like you. You know, maybe yeah. an hour late, maybe 15. If we're crying, get it. But we're going to push through. <laughs> She's going to be the one who conquers the world, but then tells stories on podcasts of like <laughs> the reason I got to where I am <laughs> because my mom. <laughs> I know. Last no, night. I definitely sometimes feel yeah. that. I'm like, no, I think yeah. like some of the resilience that I've learned is yeah. because my parents were like, you gotta, you gotta go. Like, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Yeah, she has a friend who got a whole bunch of gifts lately. And right gifts? at bedtime, like, 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 like lots of gifts, like her parents give just lots and lots of oh, gifts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at bedtime, she said, I'm a little jealous of blah, 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 because they got the, 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 and that little mm, rose up in me. And I go, well, guess what? <laughs> I go, you are resilient, smart, strong, happy, healthy, and fun to be with. And she goes, scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But true. I, said, can I get you on a retainer? Like maybe we'll call it once a week, once a week. To come over at bedtime Give with a Lucy. Little, yeah. Just like a little pep talk. <laughs> yeah, because we have that talk. Well, we actually have it at dinner and then five more times and then at bedtime too. Where yeah. it's like, try it once. You well, everyone always. Just right they, here comes. They go on so many trips and I don't go on trips. <laughs> You're going to say, you are smart. Scary. <laughs> um, okay. What's your favorite accent? Like, um, it could be it could be American or any other region but what's your favorite accent it's it's new york ah oh, that's so selfish of you because you're from new I york <laughs> but i'm i i'm from upstate so uh-huh. i'm jealous that i'm this close uh-huh. but i can't fake that i'm from there you have a good one though i've never been able to pull off i need to practice more probably yeah. with you I mean, like, we need to talk about things and we need to have cups of coffee together and we need to say, what's this podcast even about, you know? And can you tell it, the difference between New York and Boston? Can you do the difference yeah, between New York and Boston? I can't actually do Boston. I don't think I can do it. It seems so nuanced to someone who's not from there, but I feel like what everyone from there is like, what are you... My, here's my answer. Because she I sounds do so those outer close. border ones. Yeah. It's the AUs in New York that have a yeah. lot of fun, like water and... Yeah. Just, yeah. And then just kind of an ending, like a tight... Just like, end, a, and like a bite. Okay, it's interesting that... Virginia, when I moved to Virginia from Michigan, it was like, okay, clearly Southern accent. But I'm, over time, realized it's different than other Southern accents. Right. Definitely different than Deep Definitely. South. Defi- and then mm-hmm. apparently... Well, you're going somewhere. South apparently Carolina. Mm-hmm. Well, who we interview on this podcast in a few minutes oh. 
is oh. one of our favorites. I mm-hmm. think the whole team, mm-hmm. I have a man crush on him. Mm-hmm. His name is Andrew Miles. <laughs> Andrew Miles. And he's got the best voice. Oh, so yeah. if nothing else, like people just need to listen to this episode. Don't just listen, for that? Don't listen to what he's saying okay. just for his Ignore voice. Ignore the content. Ignore the content completely. <laughs> Ignore the content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just ask him to make a lot of sounds and a lot of... Is he of, Southern? Yeah, he's mm. Southern. He's See, I've only seen his written word. Oh, you haven't heard his uh, voice? Nope. Oh, yeah. Sunday, so you're in for a treat. So should I? Should if I was a part of the interview, should I like that would contrast this? Like, that would be oh my great. gosh, that, that would be you. incredible. That would actually be incredible. <laughs> that would be great. Um, contrast his southern. Yeah. Well, he shares a little of his journey, like why he came to greenhouse and where where he was feeling stuck, um, and what happened with him. So it's it's interesting. It's a cool story. But we also talk entrepreneurship and Mm. business ownership because Mm -hmm. that was a lot of his journey and still is um, since he runs a business with his wife, Sarah. But I I think it's my favorite part is the end because he starts to talk about the comparison trap on social media and specifically as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, which it's it's a whole own thing. But I feel like everyone deals with struggles with or has beef with it in some capacity it's either it either makes great point i can't wait to hear that uh it either makes you mad because it pulls you into a bad place because you feel like they look amazingly successful mm-hmm. or it makes you frustrated because you're like that's ridiculous yeah like i recently <laughs> followed i don't know why i was like i'm gonna follow some hashtags i've never really followed hashtags and i cho- <laughs> i chose like some kind of entrepreneur. And then, you know, it starts suggesting all these others that were really bad ideas. And next thing you know, I'm following hashtag success. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which your life, you should just like. You should just, just lie down. <laughs> I mean, you can, why? Do you why find did... success uh, to just by working two hours a week? There, Probably. People are so successful, Sunday. Uh-huh. I don't know if mm-hmm. you knew this. Mm-hmm. There are so many inspirational, mm. great quotes and <laughs> wisdom out there. If you follow hashtag success, you will be instantly 10xing your life mm. Ooze yeah into you'll me. have a yacht mm-hmm. and you'll have a lot of plastic surgery mm-hmm. and you'll just be like Hashtag amazing success i know so anyway i just <sighs> i definitely unfollowed that pretty quick because the stuff that was showing up was so weird i was like who are these people oh you know that the one that gets to me is other coaches mm-hmm. and they'll be like i have thousands of clients and they're sitting on beaches yeah and i'm like oh oh <laughs> What are you? What's your message? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that they, it's that they're awesome, and yeah, they just want yeah. you to. So yes, it can be. It can get to you though negatively. Yeah, a lot of what we talk about is around the, the realistic component of it though, where you see people who are ahead of you or, um, mm-hmm. who are talking about where they're at now and never really acknowledging how uh, they got there or the right. struggle because it's always a part of it. There's mm-hmm. very, very, very few mm-hmm. actual, like, quote-unquote, overnight successes. And also, the percentage of their day that is filled with bliss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that That was a captured moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, Steve, you shared this one just, like, off-the-cuff one-liner that I thought was really good that I think, like, sums up everything that y'all are saying. You said, you're not behind. You're probably just right on par with everybody else. Oh, I thought that was so good. I'm quotable. Stephen Perkins. (laughs) Hashtag success. Turn that into an Instagram. We need to hashtag. We need to not hashtag them. We need to, yeah, send them a message to hashtag that. Is that how it works? (laughs) I don't know. No. (laughs) Do we need to DM hashtag success? I don't get it. (laughs) 
It's uh, a great quote. It's yeah. It 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 bothers me so much because um, people rarely tell the backstory, and you know, the shorter that content gets, the the less of the backstory you get. I really like oh, things so like um, mm. I was watching uh, my next guest Letterman oh, has this show. Out. There's yeah. a new season too, mm-hmm. and. It's just an example. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff out there like this, but it's longer forms. So you get the real backstory, and it doesn't just skip over the hard parts or like what it actually took or the consistency over time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, if I can speak for you, I think part of why you've had just a rub with coaches on TikTok lately is because you've been doing it for decades, and you've honed in the skills, and you've done all the behind the scenes work. Yeah. It makes you really, really great at it now. Mm. And here are these people like three weeks into it and just like hashtagging success. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking to your clients about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that gets in my head sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So a couple of the things we talk about in the interview is some practical stuff about, you know, choosing who you follow and, and being intentional about that, I think is more the obvious one. But the thought, I, the the thought that was more interesting to me was um, how you can how you can actually be more authentic in community with people. So he mentions how he's valued being in the greenhouse community because of this authentic interaction. But even on social, how can we just affirm with each other the real part of the story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I share something like. Yes, it's just so hard to see people out there who are ahead of where I'm at and just always feeling like I'm behind. And then you commenting on that and being like, yes, I felt that too. And there's something that, um, that happens in the community part of it mm-hmm. that like, no, we're in it together and yeah. I'm not going to try to just outshine you or act like I, Oh no, I haven't experienced that. <laughs> One of the things that is a, a, a refreshing slightly, that's making a nice turn in the world is there is more vulnerable content than there's ever been before do you notice yeah i do yeah we always talk about it at home that there's this weird spectrum of course you know it's always got to be extremes extremes like sell so you've got the like extreme hashtag success and i never have any it was never hard and then all the way to the like people who are almost too vulnerable yeah and some people like that but you know i'm a person who's like eh. they're they're trying to only talk about the bad stuff mm-hmm. it's like well that's not necessarily mm-hmm. helpful either. Yeah. Something I appreciate about Andrew, and, and we mentioned this, is he just has a way of just being actually himself online. I don't know. I, there's just something about uh, not the, not like be yourself, quote unquote, but actually he is just somehow the same in interaction as he is online. And I appreciate that. I've been watching him to just like soak that in. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Um, we'll just dive into the interview with Andrew Miles, who is part of the greenhouse community, but more importantly, he is a business owner, entrepreneur, and a really, really cool guy. I was really, I'm really mad at Instagram because you, you posted some kind of story the other day and you, it just popped up that you mentioned greenhouse. That's all I know. Uh And then last night I was like, Oh, let me go see what he said. And it was gone. gone. And you were talking about, something dumb instead of greenhouse so i don't know yeah literally it will vary on depending on what you will see on my instagram stories (laughs) he's gonna keep it a secret he's not even gonna tell me um does it kill any 
What? Is it killing you? It is. <laughs> <laughs> about what I posted about Green Hills? Yeah. Oh, I was just saying that basically, I mean, it's going to be similar to what we talked about today, but I was like doing some of those questions that you had sent me to like prep for this. And I was like, man, I feel like there's a lot of stuff coming to mind. And so I started like just doing like an Instagram story about um, some of the like pain points or whatever that I was experiencing. Um, and so anyway, it was like, it was kind of cool. I had a, like one or two people like reach out and be like, that's super cool. And um, basically we're like, we feel like we've been in that same situation. So that's what it was. Uh huh. But yeah, I admit <laughs> right before that, I posted this whole like rant after a wedding about me uh, learning that I could reheat like fried chicken in an air fryer. <laughs> and I feel like game changer though. I feel like people look at my stuff and they're like, I don't know what this is going to be. So I'm not even going to like try to listen to it. So, no, that's what, I, that's what I love about your feed. We're actually going to talk about that in this episode. <laughs> not the air fryer. Well, maybe the air fryer. The clutch. Yeah. yeah. But for anyone listening, we have a few different types of people in our membership community. We have uh, business owners and entrepreneurs, people leaders who are trying to grow and, and develop their leadership skills. People really just trying to to explore and discover their career sweet spot and, you know, where their strengths and passions lie. Um, people who are job seeking. But um, Andrew is probably a mix of a lot of those. Uh, I'll let you introduce yourself. But you're, uh, in my view, you're kind of a creative business owner, creative entrepreneur. And I also think you're really, um, you're a very curious learner oriented person and a really genuine person. So I'm excited to have you on and chat a bit, but why don't you like just give the brief intro of who are you, where you live, what you do? Yeah. yeah so my name is Andrew and I live in Columbia, South Carolina, and my wife and I own a wedding film business. Um, and just a little like background story thing. It's like, I started recording videos of my friends and I doing really crazy stuff like growing up in high school and all that, like sketch comedy videos, us playing music, like a million different things. And basically decided that I wanted to go to school for that. And uh, so I pursued that, met my wife in college. And we, yeah, we both thought we were going to go into the TV and television world and realized that that was not the path for either one of us. And never thought that weddings at all were going to be what we were filming, but really fell in love with it and felt like we could use our filmmaking degrees to kind of tell these like really authentic and like powerful um, retellings of people's wedding day. And um, so it was like, yeah, weddings were never the the outlet we thought we were going to be down, but it's been such a fun, fun experience and excited to keep going. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina came up last night cause you know, I have a daughter who's six. She, <laughs> it's such, such a fun age. They say the most random stuff. Like they're kind of informed, but not fully, you know? And she was all of a sudden she was just like, yeah, so we can go to South Carolina. So it's like in South America. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, no. And you know, so we started kind of making visuals. It's like, you know, it's kind of like Virginia where we are. Uh -huh. Then there's like, you know, North Carolina and then South Carolina. And then you get down to like Florida and then it's, you know, Central America. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. So what we can do is get our stuffed animals and some snacks and get in the car. And so we can like 
drive to South Carolina, but we might need a hotel. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, okay, and then we can drive to France, but we're going to need a hotel for that too. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I think you got a, some kind of a plan here. Like, it sounds like a good trip. <laughs> Honestly, with my geography skills, there's probably some like, I'm like, can relate to that statement. <laughs> like, where I know where things are at. I'm, I'm the same way. Um, I, do you ever do this? Like sometimes I'll just pull out Google maps and zoom in and out to like, try to understand where something actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, it's kind of fun actually. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's start here. We'll probably hit on a few different things, but I'm just curious. You've been part of the greenhouse community for a little while and, you know, engaged in some different parts of it, but what, what was the initial thing that brought you to greenhouse? Like, why were you interested in joining in the first place? Yeah. So I was in, um, after, so after college, I basically, like I said, we thought we were going to go into this like film television world and just realized that that was not for us. And so basically I left college and was like super confused about what I wanted to do as far as a career and didn't know how like my skills with videography or anything like that, like where I could use those. Um, and I, I knew there was like marketing and I knew that there was like weddings and I knew that there was a few different outlets, but, um, I just really got into a place of feeling like super lost on where to go, like what direction I should go in. And, um, you know, we knew, we kind of actually realized in college that we wanted to start a business, but I absolutely had no idea how to do that. Um, and before joining Greenhouse, we're kind of doing that, but it was like, we just didn't really know how to grow. We didn't know how to just take all those steps. And so, um, yeah, I was at a job in marketing, doing videography stuff and just was like not feeling it and um, was just feeling very lost and stuck in where I should be going or what I should be doing. And um, so actually I saw some posts online, I think from, from Joe um, about greenhouse and um, I'd always been a person who loved like self-help and apps and like all those kind of things in order to like grow yourself and, you know, try to be a better person. And I tried a lot of those things, but they felt like they just always gave me little helpful tips, but never gave me like the actual answer that I was looking for. Yes. And, and uh, basically I, Greenhouse was another one of those attempts at first. I was like, let's just see how this goes. What'd you and, actually think about us? Yeah. <laughs> you were probably like, well, this is going to be well, another failed. Yeah. Well, it was, I think there was a, a difference where it was like before it was always just me, like trying to read these books and me trying to like do these apps and stuff like that. And um, there were a few people in my life that I felt like were giving me some like helpful insight, but they were also just in different stages in their life and stuff like that. And I just didn't feel like I could really connect or relate to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, I saw greenhouse. I was like, well, this whole idea of like having a community of of people trying to figure this out together. And then also having some coaches like that felt like something I hadn't tried, you know, yet. And, um, so that's really what intrigued me the most. And then, you know, after joining greenhouse, it was like, you know, you guys helped me really realize that like a lot of core components about like, myself and I'd specifically think about it as like I started seeing more patterns like in my life of like things that I really enjoy doing and um 
I mentioned this in my message to you before this, but like the what, where, and why exercise that we did, like yeah. first meetings that I was in with you guys, I was like, <laughs> that like blew my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, these things that I've been doing like as a kid, like I'm seeing them even now, like in what I enjoy doing as far as work. And isn't that funny though, how it's like, that's such a simple thing, but we can miss it. I mean, yeah. literally I would even say that about like, you guys in general at Greenhouse, it's like these simple things that like are kind of like they feel like they should be common sense. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, And we like to charge money for you to do those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like worth it though, because I mean, it's if you're trying it, for me especially, I was trying to do all this stuff by myself and it was like I just felt it was so much information overload and all these new techniques and all these new ways to do things that it was just like noise at that point. And then like uh, with you guys, it was like jumping into these simple techniques, but doing it with other people. And it was hearing other people and bouncing ideas. And it was like, yeah, I felt that way too. Or like, I didn't even see that. And it was like, that was really helpful to understanding what I was even actually looking for. Huh. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting that like seeing themes over and over was, was a big thing for you. Cause yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like you where I tried a lot of that stuff for years and it's like, what, what's missing or why doesn't this work? And so often it was because it was like too complex or too, it it was like too many insights. I don't need 18 personality tests. I I actually just need like clarity. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Yeah. you start to, I mean, I think that it's, you start to look at those things and you start to put yourself in a box a little bit. and then you start to realize that like you have y'all talk about this a lot, but you have your own experiences in life. And like, while those personality tests and things can be helpful, like they're also, you know, living inside of your experiences as well. So, um, I hadn't thought about this before for you, but hearing, hearing you talk about it that way, it's fascinating that you went to school for something fairly specific. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times we talk to people who are, feel like they're generalists or they've done lots of different jobs and it's like you don't know where you fit you don't, or your degree was, you know, maybe a liberal arts type of topic that's, mm-hmm. you know, not directly correlated to a job or even for myself, it was like engineering, but that's so broad. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you were in something pretty specific and yet still felt like, I don't, I don't know how this translates or I don't know what exactly to do with it. Yeah, and I think it was a lot of we went when we went to school one of the things that drew us towards like filmmaking was the telling of like powerful stories in like a really beautiful way and it felt like going into the my first job I didn't realize how inexperienced I was with like videography like college did not prepare me in a lot of ways um but jumping into that job I had a lot of technical things that I needed to learn um and then the second job that I jumped in was a lot of like learning just how to get things done and like how to get them done without worrying about perfection and all that kind of stuff but we really went to school for storytelling and it was like that's one of the reasons that like marketing like marketing is somewhat storytelling but it was more of like a fictional storytelling that we were drawn to um but then like getting into weddings it was like being able to find the, like the deepness and I guess profoundness in each like couple and like being able to retell that was like something that we were really drawn to. Um, but anyway, yeah. So 
it was specific, but yet there was like a lot of things to figure out of what direction I wanted to take, to take all those things. Yeah. Have you always been just really interested and drawn to like storytelling in general? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I think about this a lot. I had a professor one time, um, a script writing professor, and he was saying that one of the things that he was always jealous about when it came to like people growing up in like the South, especially like the rural South, it was like people live by stories. And it was mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. storytelling was like a huge part of um, my life. And, um, and really, I mean, there was just like, you know, it seemed like even growing up, going to high school and stuff like that, like literature was like a huge thing in like our school. Um, so yeah, like stories were always something that really kind of drew me into it. And I also love people. So I can sit here and talk forever with like people and get to know them and their stories. So all of that kind of really lined up and it was, um, really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, Give me a sense of like, what is a day in the life of you look like? <laughs> what is, what do you do kind of in a day in a week in this role? Yeah. Um, day in the life. Well, usually every morning I'm like woken up by my Husky screaming in my face. Um, and that's like usually the beautiful alarm clock that I have. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, really throughout the week we're doing a lot of editing and, um, you know, trying to work on marketing and the behind the scenes of our business and stuff like that. And, um, then on Saturdays, you know, depending on when we have a wedding, usually it's Saturdays, um, you will be filming that. And, um, so really it's just, yeah, editing and and going and filming weddings on the weekend and, um, then trying to get out of our house in the afternoons after we've been in here all day. Um, but yeah, it's, Honestly, probably very similar to a lot of people right now, like, (laughs) you know, with COVID going on. Yeah. Is there, um, okay. So one of the things that has been cool to see with you is it in the greenhouse community, we've, we really, um, have designed it and hope for it to be a place where people don't necessarily just like get that clarity you were talking about or make some kind of transition, but really a place where you can grow. And you were mentioning like alongside, you know, with other people, who are doing the same thing. And, uh, it, it actually feels more to me, some, some of the story about your clarity moments and stuff, I kind of forgot about cause it seems like a while back, but you've been focused on growing the business, growing as, uh, a leader and business owner yourself. I'm just curious, like, are there certain things recently you've been trying to, um, learn and grow in? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think for me recently, it has been a lot of like, all right, I've learned a lot about, you know, who I am and what drives me towards work and, and what environments that I enjoy working in. Um, and I think that there's been a few just opportunities recently for more work, for more more things to do, like when it comes to the videography in my career, which is always a great thing. Like opportunity is always really, really cool. Um but I feel like I've really gotten the chance to implement what I've learned about just myself and what, because all these things that even though they're showing up, they don't always align with like what I actually want to be doing. And I see a lot of creatives get burnt out when they try to just take on way too much work because either they feel like they need to, or, um, 
you know, they just, they take on everything that they can potentially get and they wind up getting burned out and hating whatever it is they do. And so, um, Sarah, my wife and I, like, we have been really trying to be intentional and, and like slow down and just really say, all right, this is our business. This is the like quality that we want to pursue when it comes to our work and our lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. And we're not going to try to be in a hurry to, to get all these more things in just because we feel like it. So, um, yeah, as far as learning recently, I just feel like almost it's definitely have learned a lot about myself and, and implement implementing those things now. Um, so that's been it's, really cool. Yeah. I'm always, uh, I think you and I may have talked about this before. It's, the whole concept of like, what's your purpose? What's your calling? What's your passion? I mean, it's funny because that's what, that's what we do. And yet I kind of hate the topic sometimes because it can be so misinterpreted. You know, people take everything in our culture to extremes. So it's like, oh, well, then every moment of my waking life should be like filled with passion and purpose. And it's like both you and I kind of got clarity on what we want to do, what we feel more like in a deeper sense, actually kind of called to or purposeful. Mm -hmm. And yet, I mean, I'm curious what you'd say. I'd say like 80% of my day is still filled with things that I don't like doing or, you know, and that's part of it. I actually think that is part of doing something meaningful and that's okay. It's not a bad thing. Weren't you you and I talking about this recently? I think so. Yeah. And I think the reminder is, is just that there's like a big picture and overall thing. Cause there's a lot of things about, especially even owning a business where it's like, I don't want to be doing this or like, I wish that I could potentially hire somebody to do this, but right now we're not in a position to do that. Like, but it's, it's one of those things where I feel like reminding yourself of the big picture. Um, and like we, we talk about this too, a lot on here is like being a part of like the weekly rhythms and the weekly like sync ups that we do on here. It's like, it feels like every single week I'm like re reminded of like, why I'm doing what I'm doing and like, there's like certain things. And it's like that, um, that weekly like sync up is really just this time to get like regrounded in. Okay. Like this is these, even all these small things that I don't want to be doing, like there's, I'm going towards something. Yeah. I remember I created the weekly sync up idea out of (laughs) that same realization because I was like everything out there, all the popular content, media, talking heads, it's all the sexy, exciting stuff. Yeah. But that doesn't move the needle. Like when you actually get into the daily grind of doing these things, yeah. it it was the it was the the boring stuff, the repeated stuff that made the difference. And I was like, Yeah, you need some way to keep remembering the big picture and then keep doing the small stuff over and over. Yeah. Because like I don't need more TED Talks every week to make yeah my dream come true or to make a business successful or to be a good leader. It's like, you actually need to just keep doing those small things over and over. So what if we had, what if we had a meetup? What if we like did that together every week and it wasn't sexy or exciting at all. It was just like, no, you got to keep with it every week. And that was the thing too, about like working in old like jobs is realizing that there was like, um, there was just a culture of like always having to do something new or always having mm-hmm. to get something on and like, you know, self-help and like hurry and productivity and efficiency and like all these things were like constantly changing. And, um, there was always these new ideas and all this kind of stuff. And it was like, I never felt like anything got accomplished. It was like, we were like doing yeah. a lot. But it was just like surface level. Like we were just all, it was always reactive and it was never like, 
um, from a sense of like, this is who we are and like, we're going to move forward in this. And um, (laughs) that's what I've enjoyed about like our business, like owning business, owning a business is stressful for sure. And there's a lot of anxieties that come with that, but it's like um, being able to work from a core of like, even if I have to, you know, one day potentially get a job that I'm not the most excited about for a little bit to come back to something later. It's like, I still know my core and I still know that like I'm, I'm making a step towards something in order to like push towards that. Um, so yeah. That's so cool that you had, I didn't know you had the same experience. So you were in marketing when like what you're referring to. All right. I was in financial services, but same, same thing. It was always flavor of the month. We'd move on to the next thing. And of course, the whole system's designed for that. Like the whole thing rewards people for like starting a new thing constantly. But then everyone's main complaint was always like we didn't finish something or we didn't follow through on that plan. And it drove me nuts. I'm I'm the same, same story as you. I was like, this is crazy. Why can't we ever complete a thing we started? And then everyone complains. It's like, well... It's because we keep starting, we keep having new flavor every month. Yeah. And I remember when I started Greenhouse, that was one of my first, like, goals was, okay, I can't wait to say this is a thing we're going to do and actually do it till it's done. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. really satisfying. Yeah. And you lose so much passion and drive when they, when you just don't see those things happening. And it's mm-hmm. like, what, what's the point? Why am I even here? Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that was a question that I asked myself a lot, and that's one of the main things that drew me towards owning my own business was like being able to like, it's so funny because it's very countercultural, but just like we wanted to like slow down. Like we wanted to like be slower and way more intentional and like purposeful in our business. And um, there are days that we struggle with that, like everybody else, because we live in the culture that we live in. Um, But again, coming back weekly and getting like regrounded is something that's like very helpful in that. Yeah. So you said, yeah, I mean, you said that, um, specifically the what, where, why, but going through some of the process to figure out direction gave you more clarity. Mm -hmm. And do you find that still helps? Like you're talking about weekly remembering the big picture. Where is that now? Like, do you still feel clarity or is it, does it get cloudy again? Oh yeah. And I think especially, um, I remember there was like when I started Greenhouse, there was like this season where I had stopped for a little bit just because we had a lot of stuff going on. And I remember that like I got so like during that, even that small season, um, I started just feeling very, again, like very confused and like what I was supposed to be doing and like all that kind of stuff. And even now we've talked about this before, but like there are some times when like, imposter syndrome starts to kick in as a business owner when um you start to feel like maybe um things aren't working out the way that you see them working out all that kind of stuff where it's like you start to have those feelings again of like am i doing the right thing am i doing this correctly or whatever um and i swear that it never fails that when i start to actually like be intentional with doing uh whether it's like some of the, I know now that it's like when I started to feel those feelings, I should probably go grab like one of the modules or something like that in the greenhouse course and work through like course statements or like, you know, career sweet spot stuff and just like be re reminded of like those things that I, you know, have um, 
as far as like my core and stuff. So it's like, um, yeah, definitely still feel like it's work, but there's still clarity there. It's like, you have to like, when you have those feelings of like cloudiness and confusion, it's like, <laughs> it's like, that should be a trigger towards like, yeah. I need to go and actually like practice reminding myself of, you know, what it is that I actually enjoy. And again, I know we've mentioned it multiple times, but that's why it's so helpful to like block off time on my schedule to like attend sync ups and all that kind of stuff in order to um, get my brain going and, and all that kind of stuff on business and my yeah. life. Well, that's also part of why I, I'm, I, you mentioned community earlier and I'm finding that I'm valuing that more and more because mm-hmm. uh, what you're talking about also leads to like the imposter syndrome, but also the comparison trap. Yeah. Um, and you and I have talked about this online, especially as an entrepreneur, you see everybody and all, all they talk about is, is the huge successes. Like yeah. mostly what you see is people crushing it and you looking at it going like, I'm failing. I'm not as good yeah. as them. And yeah. that can, that can be so defeating. And you know, that's why I like talking to you and, being in community around it it's like we're real you were joking about your your air fryer earlier on instagram (laughs) but i love i love your instagram stories because you do just get on and just talk for real and it's not like look at how i 10x'd my business this month you know and it's like no that's not actually the real story for anybody um the successes come from from the struggle too but like you just kind of talk real and I, I don't know I've been I've been thinking about how do you balance that you know how do you balance especially being online as um you know being real and also being encouraging and talking about the successes Sarah Sarah doesn't let me on our mouse from go our actual business page too too much just because of my um ability to talk about air fryers and stuff but um She's uh, like, we're trying to create an actual brand. You're just going to bring it down with your authenticity. <laughs> yeah. No, we, um, I mean, even like going to a business standpoint, like we, we feel that a lot and it's like, you're always, it always feels like you have to have some like amazing post that like catches everybody's attention. And like, if a post doesn't get as much reaction, then it's like, you know, you've wasted your time or you've like, it, it's been a failure. And, um, that's been something that's like, uh, that's been a real struggle trying to find that balance of like, we don't want to completely have our entire business ran by some company like that doesn't really care that much about us. And um, so it's like, we want to post great work and show people what we're capable of, but also at the same time um, not get too caught up in it. And like, we'll post stuff like on our personal page, like uh, we might post a beautiful clip from a wedding. And then like the other day I had to do some work underneath our house. And like, I just happened to use our video light to like see some different things. And so Sarah was like handing me the video light under the house and I was like shining it as I was working. And um, <laughs> so there's just like part of it too, where like people connect to who you are as a person. And um, I kind of live by this thing that like, if I'm just being myself and like, you don't want to have any part of that. And then you're going to base it off of social media, then like, probably don't want to hang out with you anyway, like yeah. to be mm-hmm. honest. But, um, but also at the same time, like, yeah, you do have to be professional in there sometimes and, uh, and all that. But, um, we actually talking about that, like we went through a really hard season of comparison trap, like 
not long ago at all. It felt like, especially during the beginning of COVID and we were trying to start our business because that was all lined up right there. And it was just like getting overwhelming every single day, like clicking onto Instagram and just feeling like there was a new business that was popping up, like a new wedding videography business. There was somebody who was like better than us or either just as good as us, like coming into the same market, um, you know, and like everybody's in the same bucket. So you get to see like everybody's work and like these, mm-hmm. you know, brides or grooms who are looking into um, a wedding videographer, like they're getting to see all of these different people. And it's like, you feel like you have to like, you know, do gymnastics in order to like get somebody's attention. Um, and we went through a really, really hard season of that. And honestly, like as hard as it is, sometimes I think that like time is just like the only thing that you can like use to get through that. Um, and trying to find healthy practices with social media and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes I think it's just like time and getting used to the competition too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just giving it time. That that actually is oddly so encouraging because I often feel like, oh, you know, so-and-so or this company, they're so much further ahead. And the reality is anyone who's been in it long enough will tell you, like, there aren't overnight successes. It's so yeah. rare that it happens fast. It happens slow over time. And I mean, I feel like I'm three years behind where I thought I would be, you know, yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. It's just, but everyone's story is that. And so yeah. I guess... To me, that's encouraging what you're saying. I hope to anyone listening in that in that place in entrepreneurship, yeah. it's like you're not behind. You're probably right on par with everybody yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, and I think that like we've learned that, you know, of course, like Instagram and LinkedIn and those platforms, people are sharing the best part of their lives. And mm-hmm. that's not always the reality of actually like what's going on. Like we've had plenty of conversations with people that we almost seen as like celebrities in our industry, and they're like we're literally in the exact same boat as you. Like we feel the exact same things and we've just been doing this a little bit longer than you have. And like, we've learned different things to, and you're learning those same things. And like, um, that was something that was like really encouraging And I would say too, like if you're feeling like extreme amounts of like imposter syndrome and comparison stuff, like I'm never scared to like reach out to those people who like, I think are like really, you know, um, powerful and whatever platform it is that you're using and just saying like, Hey, uh, this is where I'm at. I'm, I'm feeling these ways. And I see that you're like really, you know, doing a great job with social media and stuff like that. Like, can you help me kind of like navigate a little bit of, of all this and, um, don't be scared to ask questions and like, you know, sometimes look like a, a fool or have your pride like taken down a little bit by doing that. I think that sometimes it's really helpful to, to do that all right i'm calling it right here you and i are starting this movement we're gonna start do it like i'm picturing commenting on each other's posts with that you know it's like yeah let's let's start a movement of just encouraging each other in that because yeah it's it's a daily struggle Mm -hmm. so i would love for you to tell people listening if they are about to get married or know someone who is or need of need film for any other kind of thing like where what's your instagram what's your website um and what kind of projects are you looking to do yeah so we are at miles film co on instagram m-i-l-e-s uh film co and i'm glad you spelled um, that because your your um smooth southern voice uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, i have to do it every single time um 
And yeah, even like Siri text messages, I can't ever, I cannot do that. Siri. <laughs> um, She's like, can you repeat that more mid- <laughs> Midwestern, <laughs> please? Normal accent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, um, as far as projects and stuff, like we just really want to, um, we work with a lot of couples who are just really intentional about, you know, their wedding days and trying to um, really recreate those moments. And that looks different for a lot of different people, um, whether it's a traditional wedding or a elopement or um, a destination wedding. Like we work with all types of people, really. It's just um, people who um, really want to relive that special day. And they're very in love with their significant other and um, want to see that like 50 years from now and be able to relive that. So that's kind of our, our goal. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I am curious in terms of business and life, where, mm-hmm. where are you headed next? Yeah. I mean, I think for us, it's continuing just to grow our brand. Like we're about to work on a lot of uh, content on wedding videography and kind of, you know, who we are as a company, but also trying to get in front of some, some questions about, cause honestly it can be really overwhelming in any with, looking for a photographer, a planner, a florist, like there's so many people out there. It can get really overwhelming. So our goal is to try to like create some content um, to help out with those feelings of being overwhelmed. And um, yeah, it's honestly just like growing in um, for us moving forward. It's just growing in um, a more healthy way of viewing work and, and going about our work and creating better quality work. And um, so that's from the business side of things. And then, personal side of things we're about to go to the uk this year for the first time first international trip and i'm trying to get all that planned out so we're excited about that awesome well specifically a vlog right you're going to be on youtube yeah we're getting on youtube so follow us there too all right thanks for coming on andrew absolutely